0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: All right, friends and listeners, anybody who's enjoyed the Big Inside View or the Big Interview, I heartily recommend that you make a regular date each week with Between the Lines. Neil White, Mark and Greg bring you Brilliant explanations of how great sport writing is produced. Normally, what I'm here for is to chunter on about Spanish football or somebody I've met or introduce an interview. But what some of you will know already is that I was lucky to meet the equivalent of Hitsville, USA, Motown, the wrecking crew, in Martin Gregg and Neil White, who came to me and said, Write a book. And I said, No. And it was about Barca. And I got persuaded and I did. And the reason that you've been listening to The Big Interview, The Big Inside View, the reason that some of you have read my book about Spain and about Barca is that these two men are kind of like this fecund factory of clever ideas about journalistic content where sport is made to seem thrilling and operatic and great and emotional, and also it's explained. Now, once you've explained sport, be it cycling or rugby or boxing or football, football, for example, who knew that could be exciting? Why not explain how you explain it? The the process of researching, writing, interviewing, holding a dream about a book, holding a dream about communication even, can actually be pretty fascinating, a bit of a journey. It can bloody well test you. I'll tell you that for nothing. It's long, it's tiring. There are people in your way saying, don't do it, you can't do it, you won't be able to do it. These two fellas, um, Neil and Martin, are the guys who say to all of us, well, yeah, you can do it and we'll publish it. Or or then they say, how did you do it? And lads, if I'm right, you decided to um, open the box and show all the working parts of how great sports stories are dreamed up, how they're researched and then how they're published.
0: That's exactly it. That's exactly it, Graeme. I mean, we're kind of fascinated by process and we've always kind of, been interested in exploring, I guess, the stories behind the stories, you know, opening up the engine hood and having a little poke around and finding out what goes into making great stories. Um, My initial idea was to speak to the authors of great sports books and dates back to 2014. The first interview I actually recorded was with Simon Cooper um, for his great sports book Football Against the Enemy. I um, actually met Simon in Berlin when we were both there for a conference and we had like a 45-minute conversation about that book. Um, we we recorded a, a conversation with David Winner about Brilliant Orange um, in 2015. Um, I also spoke to... But, but, Martin, but
1: Martin, this is who you've spoken to. Just you just open up what you said there because the people listening going... What does Martin mean about the process? Why is that interesting? And if you're just talking to authors, it just could be puffery about you've done well, fella, pat on the back. But that's not what you mean, is it? And just explain what you mean by process.
0: Yeah, I mean the Simon Cooper one was interesting because, um, on the face of it, Simon wrote a fantastic book and it won the William Hill Sports uh, Sportsbook Book of the Year award in nineteen ninety four and and people pick it off the shelf and they read it and that's fine but and, what... and it inspired
1: and it inspired me to give up my full-time work in my part-time journalism and swap them and become a full-time journalist.
0: Yeah. I mean, the stories Simon told about the actual process of writing the book was fascinating because he was actually still a journalism student um, when he wrote the book um, and he got this advance, which, basically allowed him to travel around the world um, but he was on a very very limited budget even then um, so he's this kind of penniless student traveling around the world piecing this book together and there
1: was a, there was a great can i throw in from my own experience what Martin, no internet no no whatsapp no, you know no no exchange of contact files across your mobile phones in in, in the way that every journalist works now when you you arrive in Cameroon or Italy or wherever it is that you're doing. Elena or whoever it might be, in his book, and and you sort of got you've got instant communication with people who might be able to help you. Well, Simon had none of that, did he? It's it
0: just made a, a great romance to the story. You know the fact that this was you know the pre-internet age and um, the whole process was probably so much more difficult, but also so much more rewarding. And some of his stories were amazing and. Even when he he won the William Hill Award in 1994, he, he was still a student at the time, and he was talking about how he basically didn't have the bus fare to get down to the to the uh, the ceremony. And then and then he wins the award just completely out of the blue, and and it, it sets him off on this journey from not being sure if he he wanted to be a sports writer to 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 going down the the route and he has. That's done.
1: my point. Some of those listening to you, Neil, over this series of I think ten. Ten authors? Yeah, ten. Some some listening to you will be inspired. We'll, we'll go, I can do this. I can follow my dream. I don't just want to listen to these people. They're, they're going to be saying, well, this could be me. I can genuinely realise my dream.
2: We also wanted to broaden it out to long-form journalism um, as well. Martin's original idea was really interesting and he's spoken to a lot of writers of some fantastic books and the stories behind the books are, are brilliant but we wanted to also show what goes behind what's becoming increasingly common now on, in online journalism which are these long form pieces that take a spectacular amount of work to put together so for example the first one of these that we address in fact the first episode of the of the series of the new podcast is with Rory Smith, who now writes for the New York Times. He wrote a piece um, about OK um, that was published online by the New York Times just around the time when Gundwan was making his initial comeback from a sort of 10-month layoff with a an ACL rupture. And when I read that, it was a fantastic read, but when I read it as a sort of journalist and now producer, I was... Straight away thinking, how did you put that together? You know, that's spectacular access to an elite footballer at a top-level club for a huge amount of time. And, the, you know, the, it was obvious from Rory's writing that he was side-by-side side with this guy along the journey. The photographs were amazing, too. And so we, we wanted to find out exactly how that process looks, nor is there anything obvious in it for Manchester City to say sure, you know, we'll, we'll let you um, run side by side with this player along this kind of painful rehab process at a time when Gundogan hadn't played that much for Manchester City. And there's there would be a way of looking at that story where it's this guy who'd already had a serious knee injury in his career, that they'd signed for a lot of money, and now had another serious knee injury. It wasn't automatically a positive story for them.
1: You're selling that tale really well, right? For anybody who hasn't read it but is listening to this little off this little forward for the series that you're producing but why is it that opening up the the hood and showing the parts what why aren't you stripping magic away from what people read in either books or in brilliant long-form online journalism in that it's supposed to be the product which is glistening and shiny and interesting and attractive inspirational in itself and you know often in life if you open up the process it can it can be a disappointment it can be dull you do, you don't always want to see the working parts why is it that you think it's going to be or how is, why is it proved to you already with your interviews that it's interesting or that that adds extra luster and value to open up the the process and show the moving parts
2: i guess it depends on whether you enjoy watching the making of apocalypse now as much as you enjoy watching apocalypse now you know there's there perhaps not everybody will think that exploring the way a story is put together is um, as enjoyable or even comparable to the story itself. But so far, all of these ones that we've that we've dug into, for me certainly, have been absolutely fascinating. It's a way of re-examining the story anyway, so you do get a flavour of the the story that the the sports writer has put together. But just learning more about about the interaction between people who are great writers and usually fantastic athletes. You know, sometimes it's a, a different kind of piece, but usually we're talking about people who are exploring the lives and work of fantastic athletes or fantastic sports organizations.
1: Now, I I believe that when you show the working parts, you show the the faith you show the um honesty you show the research you show the effort you to to me it's a kind of clarion call for the beauty of the profession that whether you call it journalism or whether you call it storytelling or whether you call it communication or even if you're as you hinted there showing that there there still exists a bond between good interviewers good journalists good editors and sports people who you know, lesser journalists and storytellers now wail all the time. We, we can't get near them. They don't trust us. The three of us know that in many instances it's not true that great sportsmen and women still do trust, still do want their stories told brilliantly, still feel that despite the, the, the garlands they win and the, and the fame and the money, that they want their tale told well. And showing how to do that and how it's been done, I think... That, Adds a, adds a huge plus to the exercise.
0: The issue of trust is is paramount, and it's how authors and writers manage to build up trust with their subjects. Um, and and. How deep that relationship goes as well, I mean we're hopefully going to speak to you in this series about um the making of the making of the greatest team in the world and um which
1: was a- you've been working on that like, for <laughs> too long actually that should just come out naturally but that's been that's been six or seven hours of practice
0: <laughs> but but i mean that's an interesting example because you know that is a book that you maybe wrote over the the course of twelve to eighteen months, but it was it was it was seven or eight Years in the making. It was it was you building up relationships from the moment you set foot in the ground in Barcelona, and and working on trust with key individuals, which would eventually be allowed allow you to tell the story in the best possible way. And I don't know if if people always understand the dynamics that that go on behind the scenes you know when even speaking to somebody like grant wall the um the great uh, american uh, soccer writer um he speaks he speaks about you know spending over a year trying to get access to to people to write a um, sports illustrated cover story um so so i think people don't realize how much work goes into these type of of, um, books or long-form pieces. And I think when they do find out that, they're always fascinated by it.
2: Look, people are going to be listening to this on the big interview feed, um, and hopefully they are people who enjoy listening to the big interview. And something that we've not really talked about on tape is the amount of time it takes for us to land those interviews, right? I mean, those are different you know each one is kind of a, like a different story whether it's a contact that Graham makes or whether we're doing a dance with um, a football club or uh, sort of a third party a friend of a friend but those can take even those interviews which are comparatively simple in the end you know the end result is comparatively simple it's like an hour of two people chatting but even that can take a long time
1: to to organize <laughs> it can break your heart it can- to lots of frustration that can it can lead to not ten, temper tantrums, but on my part, maybe a temper tantrum when somebody's not answering me. I'm outraged. But the travel, um, the research, the the missed dates when, you know, football intervenes and somebody says I'm gonna have to change venue or change uh time, um the number of times we have to phone around them, colleagues and friends who've seen great moments in their lives and can just supply us with a little bit of colour that bleeds into the interview. It's the the hour or hour and a half that we spend actually sitting down isn't only more enjoyable for the three of us when we've done our work, but we know that the subject will open up and speak differently and probably, I think, the, the biggest piece of feedback we've ever had off the big interview is that people say, I've never heard this person speak in this manner before and I think differently of them and that's very satisfying and it's just like the books in the long form it's a product of having done your research and having worked hard enough to establish trust and establish background and establish detail and then it's like great sportsmen themselves I, I feel that all we do is an allegory that the harder you work on what seem like the simple things the more that the ultimate project whether it be you know with a boot or a dart or a bat you know the ultimate project will soar if you get the rudimentary stuff right no matter how long it takes.
0: So it's called Between the Lines the stories behind great sports writing. Um, It episode one is out Tuesday December the 12th um, and that's um, Neil's conversation with Rory Smith um, and we're going to be out weekly thereafter so the second one will be Simon Cooper Football Against the Enemy and um, we've got a full episode guide on the Backpage Press website we'll tweet it from at Backpage Press we'll probably put out some stuff on um, the big interview Twitter feed as well just to keep um, folk informed there um and yeah you can you can search for it any podcast app it's it'll definitely be there the logo is green with white writing on it so look out for that the reason i'm saying that is because there is more than one podcast called between the lines so uh look for the green logo with a white writing on it